reminder, our second point on last evening reminds us that God calls us to sanctification, which is a lifetime ongoing journey. And as my great-grandmama would say, if the devil ain't after you, it just means he already got you. The apostle Paul in his letter to the church at Philippi proclaims, I'm not there yet. I haven't reached full sanctification, but I'm forgetting the things that are behind me. I'm reaching, I'm pressing, I'm striving every day towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. In church, unlike opportunity, temptation constantly bangs at our door. Luke Gospels tells us that even after the devil finished tempting Jesus, he left him for a season as Jesus was preparing to begin his ministry. Again, the devil left him for a season, only later to return again and again throughout his ministry, trying to turn him around. So church, if the devil wouldn't leave Jesus alone, Surely he ain't going to leave us alone. And as I like to tell my folk back home, for all other grammatical scholars out there tonight, I know eight is bad English. But as Dr. Jeremiah Wright in his book, What Makes You So Strong, says, it's good theology. In the Gospel of Mark, there seems to have been some confusion about this cross and dying business. For whatever the reason, Luke left out of the part of Peter rebuking Jesus for talking about going to the cross and suffering, being betrayed, denied, and persecuted, and ultimately dying by who? None other than church folk. Read it for yourselves all the way in Mark chapter 8, verse 31. To address the confusion, Jesus pulled his disciples together, brings them before the crowd, and in front of the crowd, he corrects their ambition for power, for privilege and rank, and gives them this simple directive. He says, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to be my disciple, you must Deny yourself. Take up your cross and Dr. Luke adds daily and follow me. You see, my father's children, there is a grave difference in knowing Jesus and following Jesus. John Sabrino in his classic work, Christology at the Crossroads, says, because one knows that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Because one knows that his mother's name was Mary and his earthly father's name was Joseph. Because one knows that Jesus had brothers and sisters and went about doing good simply means that one knows historical facts about Jesus. But you see, to really know Jesus. As our Lord and Savior, to really know Jesus as the one who died for our sins, to know him, we must become a follower of Christ Jesus. So at the leader of the Holy Ghost, and I promise not to hold you long, let me share just a couple of things with you 
why we ought to be bearing instead of wearing our cross. First of all, we ought to be bearing our cross as a reminder that we are not the center of the universe. Or in short, it ain't about us. You have heard me say already, I know ain't is bad English, but it's good theology. You see, my father's children, our suffering is part of our discipleship as Christians. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but very few are willing to suffer for Jesus. Jesus said in Luke 14, 33, whoever does not denounce all that he has is not fit to be my disciple. Possessions cannot stand between us and Jesus. And to show us just how serious he was about this cross-bearing business, he goes on to say in this chapter, if anyone comes after me and does not hate his father, his mother, his wife, his children, his brothers, his sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. That means, you see, when you know family is wrong, when you sit around and see and hear folk and family and co-workers and neighbors gossiping about the church, bashing the church, bashing the pastor, and we say nothing and do nothing and join in and get out spreading it, we cannot and are not disciples of Jesus. Folks, sometimes I wonder why folk won't go with them to church when they invite them. And they all just sitting around talking about how bad the church is, how bad the preacher is, and what ain't right with the church. And then you expect somebody going to go to that church. Yeah, I don't want to go there. That's what's wrong with a lot of churches. We wear the cross, but many of us don't want to bear it. Some church folk think that because they get up, and jump and holler and shout and shake. Did that make them saved? Don't you know, church, that the devil gets up, he jump and holler, shake and shout, and all they doing is just jumping and hollering and shaking themselves right on into hell. Because you see, church, to bear the cross, it's going to cost you something. It costs Jesus his life. Even something as noble as the love of family is a good thing and right. Family cannot stand in the way of the commitment to God. Laziness, fear, selfishness, nothing can stand between us and the call to discipleship. Jesus Christ demands our obedience. You see, church? Jesus is not some wishy-washy, willy-nilly, spineless leader coming to us and hoping to win our favor. Oh, no. He comes to us as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He makes his demands. That is, if we're going to follow him, then we must deny ourselves, take up our crosses every day and follow him. Let me hasten on secondly. The reason we must bear our cross is to remind us that we are responsible in part for the cross that Jesus died on. When the 17th century famous Dutch painter Rembrandt 
in etch what some consider his most famous work of the crucifixion called the Three Crosses. He did something most unusual among the faces in the crowd beneath the cross of Jesus. He etched himself. That was Rembrandt's way of saying that he could not envision the crucifixion without admitting that he had had a hand in helping to crucify Jesus. Unfortunately, there are many in the church today who never see that. They identify with Christ on the cross rather than with Rembrandt in the crowd. That old Negro spiritual gives the refrain, were you there when they crucified my Lord? The emphasis is on the you. If we are perfectly honest with ourselves, we would have to answer, yes, I was there. Yes, I had a role in the crucifixion of Jesus. It is only as we come to understand that we can sing the last part of that hymn because sometimes it causes me to tremble, church, just to realize it was my sin and your sin that caused Jesus to die on a whole rugged cross. Some will respond by saying, that happened in the past and it has nothing to do with me. It was an act committed by pompous Romans and self-righteous Jews. I was not there, so to say, these so-called arrogant, self-righteous Christians. I refused to be made feel guilty for something I had nothing to do with. If that is the position taken, then we are missing the point of Jesus' words to deny ourselves, to take up our crosses daily, and to follow him. You see, church, Jesus does not simply want us to remember his cross as something he himself suffered and died on on our behalf. If he did, he would have simply said, take up my cross. But instead, he told us to take up our own cross. What Jesus meant was that we must so identify with the hellish nightmare of his crucifixion as to see self in this historical and real-life biblical account. Instead of just wearing the cross, we must bear the cross. And it reminds us it ain't about us, that we are responsible in part for Jesus' death on the cross. That 19th century golden tongue prognosticator of the gospel, Charles Spurgeon, said it best. There are no crown wearers in heaven who are not crown cross bearers here on earth. Church, if we expect to wear a crown in glory, we got to bear our cross here on earth. And bearing our cross means being committed to the cause of Christ. Bearing our cross means being committed to winning souls for the kingdom. Bearing our cross means being committed to making disciples for Jesus. Bearing our cross means being committed to holding up the bloodstained banner. Bearing our cross means standing up for justice, for truth and righteousness. Bearing our cross means living holy and godly lives, not just.
day, but Monday through Saturday, going on to sanctification. Sister Sarah Price and old sainted Deaconess used to sing in prayer meeting on Wednesday night when I was a little boy growing up in the church. She used to sing, ain't it grand to walk with Jesus? Ain't it grand? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday. Oh, church, ain't it grand to walk with Jesus? Bearing our cross means standing even if I got to stand all by myself. Bearing our cross means I'm willing to suffer for the cause of Christ Jesus. Bearing our cross means for God I live and for God I die. For the songwriter summed it all up when he penned these words. Must Jesus bear the cross all alone and all the world go free? No, there is a cross for everyone. There is a, a cross for me. But I like uh, that last stanza, the consecrated cross I bear. Can death uh, just set me free? Then uh, go home, uh, my crown to wear. But there is a cross for me. If you bear your cross in this life, I declare unto you, you'll be a crown wearer. On the other side, are you wearing or are you bearing your cross? In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Thank you.